Welcome back, everybody. I'm Matt Rosenthal, and welcome to Digging In. This is a show that reveals and digs into what it truly takes to be a success in business and life and health and how you can use the information that you're going to get today to reach your potential. You're going to hear some powerful stories. We have a great guest on today. The guy's got some tremendous experience, and we both hope that what comes out of today's show, it inspires you, it educates you, and to jump right into it, today's topic is self-made, because this gentleman is self-made, how grit and commitment help you reach your potential. Let me give you a quick background on, on Chris. This is Chris Kelly. Before uh, we get into the first question, let me just say, the guy's a man of many talents. He is a self-made, hopefully you're okay with me saying this, he's a self-made multimillionaire, um, firefighter. He'll talk about that. He spent many years as a firefighter. He's a businessman. That's how he made most of his, uh, his, uh, his wealth in real estate as well. He's a mentor. He's an expert salesman. And one of the things that I look forward to diving into today is hearing him talk about this. He's disciplined. He's strategic. He's a creative thinker. And I've watched this guy take situations that you would be like, how do I get out of this situation? And all of a sudden, he's got a solution and uh, everybody's happy. So with that, this is Chris Kelly. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Hey, thanks, Matt. Nice to be with you. Uh, did I miss anything just now about you? No. You agree? Uh, there, there's also, you know, uh, a, a little bit of luck involved in everything, right? Well, I can't believe you just said that. All right, we're going to start with that. I was on, uh, and I learned this from you, by the way, one of these things over the years. I was on a, in, in a call this morning, and the topic of the call, they wanted the theme to be, it was a, a networking group, uh, luck. So everybody's talking about um, how their what their view of luck is. So I get on and I go, okay, I don't believe in luck. What I believe in is awareness, opportunity, and potential, right? And you're a guy who's put yourself in in so many situations where you're you're aware, your antennas are up, you know, and, and where other people might miss an opportunity. You've jumped on so many opportunities. And there's so many people probably now in life that could look at you and say, wow, you've been so lucky. This has all worked out so well for you. Your business has been great and, and it's amazing. But I mean, come on, didn't you have, I mean, you prepared. I mean, you put the time in. Well, you know, understanding that, that, that the fire protection business, okay, came to me because uh, I had a co-op job uh, in college. And uh, this is when they used to have a bulletin board with index cards on it. And there was Wait, a what is, what's a bulletin board? <laughs> exactly. Is it like a payphone? Uh, yeah, payphone. Huh? <laughs> um, but uh, there was a job posting for the assistant fire protection supervisor. Um, I interviewed for it and I got the job and I worked for a guy, Harold York. Uh, and he said, uh, for some reason, he called me Clyde. I don't exactly know why. But he said, Clyde, the best thing about this job is we have these NFPA standards. And if you understand those, you understand the job and nobody can tell you anything about anything. And that's how I got into the fire protection business. You know what? I neglected to actually point out that your business is the fire protection business. And, uh, and so it's great that you jumped into that. And, and that story is, it's a great point to get to, but I want to ask you to do me a favor. Mm -hmm. I know you're, you have a, a really interesting background, childhood. You grew up in a, a cool environment where, you know, I know you've told me about your dad and, um, things that were instilled in you. I want to, at some point in this conversation, bring it forward to how, how all that helped you. Mm -hmm. Can you just speak a little bit about the things that you still carry with you in life that came from what you learned as a kid? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, so um, uh, my dad was a, a regular army, uh, Sergeant Major, 10th Mountain Division. Um, and, uh, you know, my first BB gun was a 22 uh, uh, bolt action Ruger uh, rifle. So I skipped the BB gun and went right to the, the, the fire the rifle. Um, and awesome. uh, I have uh, learned some skills from him, uh, aside from you know, the marksmanship. And but I can orienteer in the dark using a lensatic compass and a flashlight, <laughs> shooting forward and back azimuths. Uh, but but that that it's skill an interesting set. childhood, uh, an interesting thing to learn as a kid. Yeah, I mean, and, and I've used it several times. Um, but uh, you know, the other thing, uh, uh, you know. His comment was, is that, you know, you should have uh, well, all of the original um, holes and marks on you that you came out with. So no piercings, no tattoos. Um, the, the, uh, uh, and, and he was okay with the mustache, but that was about it. That was it. And, uh, you can see that I definitely have long hair. And <laughs> so all of those, all of those standards I, I, I have kept. I, and I recall you telling me, in his professional, I guess in his career, you know, growing up in a, in, in a home where there was, there was like routine, right? There was like discipline. And I don't mean discipline like you're getting smacked. I mean, there was like uh, a way of doing things, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, you know, um, so he uh, went to newer college of engineering, now NJIT, uh, uh, mechanical engineer um, uh, at, at uh, um, and then proceeded through um, originally, uh, and you know, if he were around now with Amazon and the amount of corrugated boxes that are produced. Uh, so he was a packaging engineering guy for Pepsi uh, back in the day um, and, uh, and moved up to uh, uh, um, uh, a VP at, at PepsiCo up in Purchase, New York. He used to drive from Barfield, New Jersey to uh, Westchester uh, every, every day. day. Every day, snow, rain, gas shortages. So there was, I mean, there was a sense of duty, right? Which you, I guess you mentioned he was in the military, which I didn't, I didn't know. That was we never talked about that. Yeah. Um, so there's a sense of duty. There's a sense of like this is this is what you do. This is how you do it. You know, and and although I don't think he was ever in business for himself, you you found an entrepreneurial spirit sometime early, early on, right? Well, uh, but so uh, he did have a, a commercial printing business uh, uh, after he left. Uh, um, uh, well, he we went from PepsiCo to me, but that's how I decided uh, that I would never be a, a corporate guy because yeah. I, I think he turned 60 and they said, okay, thanks for the effort. You know, that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, uh, you know, he, uh, he started a commercial printing business and then subsequently, you know, uh, one of his biggest, well, his biggest client um, uh, changed and he was left with no uh, business, you know, and that's one of, so. Wow. How old were you when that happened? Um, I don't know, 26, 27. I was giving him a hand. Uh, you know, I can't remember the first time that I showed him uh, Lotus one, two, three. <laughs> and uh, I know I, I, I did a couple of things and he laughed. He said, I had uh, six people in a conference room with calculators and uh, ledger pads and, you know, for a week to do what you just did in about three seconds. You know, it's funny because the, um, 
again, I, I didn't know that he had that business. Maybe I did, but I think we might have talked about it actually. And, and connecting all that, it's kind of interesting knowing you and seeing what you've done and what you've built. You learned, I mean, it's a valuable lesson that you saw that you can, you have con, control overall is, is, is an illusion, right? But you, you do have the ability to um, influence. You can influence the outcome of things. And so you saw where maybe you didn't want to have that corporate path. You wanted to have the ability to, to, to draw your own map, right? Create your own path. Uh, I think, so initially you, you did get into working for somebody else. I mean, that was kind of how you started. You didn't have anything at the time. I mean, you started with basically nothing. You're a super smart guy. You also went to a great university. Um, you're an engineer, but you didn't take the corporate path. Nope. Well, I mean, and I also had an opportunity to go to West Point, right? And uh, I declined that um, because at a certain point in the military, you know, uh, somebody who's probably not as smart as you is going to write your efficiency report as an officer. And they're going to they're going to judge whether, you know, your your um, your behavior, which might be seen as creative by some is disruptive, you know, to others. It's, it's a matter of perspective. Right. You know, it's interesting because you even look at some kids. these you know, There's a lot of kids these days that are, are labeled as, you know, ADD when the reality is it's just the way that they, they see things and it's, it's their energy. And I mean, we're not doctors here, but we do know that there's, there's an element to me and you and all these entrepreneurs that we know that are successful, where there is an element of like, you're able to do a lot at once and see a lot of things. And there's an energy level that many people find annoying, but it's also necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. I mean, it's a way of thinking, you know? Yeah. You know, I, you know, I, I, I laugh because, you know, when, when uh, we renovated uh, our, our home, uh, the design of the master suite was designed so that I could get up, go into the master closet, close the door, shower, change, get dressed, and leave without waking up uh, Cheryl. And, and you know, I would that. at 5 a.m., you know. Well, you know, think about that. You know, when I started Specialized, uh, my office was a 10 by 10 bedroom in my house. You were part of that. I actually remember that because I used to sit there doing AutoCAD drawings, not in your bedroom, but in the downstairs one with no air conditioning in the house, by the way. Thank you. And you'd be like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm going to head out. And I'd be sitting there doing AutoCAD drawings, like dripping all day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, oh, by the way, there's, if you want something and it's in the fridge, I go open the fridge, the fridge is empty. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you uh, know something? Plenty, plenty of nights uh, uh, I uh, went to sleep to the sound of the plotter running. That's right. That's right. But these are the, well, I don't want to go that far yet because there's, 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 there's a lot in between there. We got to unpack. You joined the fire service when you were how old? Uh, probably 20 uh, in Garfield, uh, truck four. Okay. So you, you smart guy, went to a great university, find yourself back at about at that age or back in Garfield yep. and have a sense of service, a sense of duty. Now I, we see where it comes from. It was part of the, the culture in, in your home. It was, it was, um, it was the way that it was, right? And so you, you decide to serve the public as a firefighter. Yep. You're finding at that point, you're still finding, you weren't in business yet, correct? Yep. I was right. actually working for uh, AGL Welding Supply. I was their portable fire extinguisher guy. So you got into the fire business sort of in college. Like you were introduced to it in college when you were tapped to, to do that. Then you get out of college, you're doing this now you're working for AGL and 
But AGL, AGL wasn't a systems uh, provider. Um, this was actually lugging fire extinguishers around. Yeah, so you're a grunt, but that's 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 awesome, right? Because that's what we, in the end, when you when you fast forward to one of the key things that you've, I know you've 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 used to be successful in business, you've got grit, and every successful entrepreneur that I've ever met, and I want I want to hear your thought on this. They all have grit because how else would you get through all the pain and, and all the you know getting punched in the face every day and, and getting knocked down and getting up every day over and over and over? Which that's an entrepreneur. You were 21. You're lugging fire extinguishers up up the stairs, you know, to to make a living. Um, you joined the fire service because you wanted to give back. You're not avoiding hard work. Like you're leaning into it. Yeah, and you have to. You know, nothing nothing good is easy, right? I had to pause because that was so that was that was really good, and that, that's it's really true. What if you think about it? And so for the generation now, I hate to point out generations, but how do you ignore it? There's a generation of you. You own a company. I own a company. We hire people that are from a certain generation. We can see that there is wonderful people who somehow along the way, uh, I guess because of society or whatever, they're they're lacking something that you and I came up with, which was if you don't work for something. It ain't going to happen. And there's no shortcuts. Like you can't shortcut it. You got to put in the hard work. Absolutely. But, you know, again, you know, and you referenced it earlier, it's, it's the thought process. We have, a, we have a, a, one of our employees and uh, we're moving some portable fire extinguishers from one spot to another. And he picks up one and he walks over and he puts it in the other spot. And he walks over and he picks up one and he puts it in the other spot. And, and normally, you know, you just, and I said, Hey, uh, watch this. And I turned four fire extinguishers around. So the handles were facing each other. And I picked up four at the same time and brought them over. And I'm like, why don't you try that? What do you mean? Work smart, not hard, right? Work smart, not hard. I mean, it's, uh, so that, that, that brings up a good point though. You see things differently than, you know, the average bear, right? Uh, my wife insists uh, that I have OCD. I said, my parents paid big money for an engineering degree. <laughs> well, maybe arguably what you don't have is OCD. What you have is maybe a really important attention to detail that you need to be successful in business, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you Tell know, what's that. That, um, I think that you and I both see things that somebody else wouldn't see. Oh, how right? could that be? How could we be all be, how can you and I be looking at something and 20 other people are sitting in the same room and they don't see the opportunity or they don't see the problem or they don't see the solution? Listen, I was walking through our operations area and I stopped and I looked and I'm like, who has a Bosch um, a cordless tool? And uh, one of the guys looks up and he goes, um, I'm using yours out of your bench, but I promised to put it back. And then he goes, how could you possibly walk in through her and see that there's a Bosch battery on the, 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 uh, the, the desk? I'm like, I don't know how I saw that, but make sure it goes back. <laughs> you know, I can relate to that. If, if you walk into my office and you move something on my desk, if you move a pen from here to here, I, I, it's not healthy, but I know the pen was moved. Right. And uh, I know the reason for me. And it, it actually was, I was able to tie it back. I did a bunch of work over the past couple of years trying to figure myself out. And I was able to tie it back to, as a young, as a, as a young boy, like really young, there was a lot of chaos around me. 
There was also a lot of controlling type of things around me. And for me, I, I adapted as a kid to be able to um, have my own sense of control and, and not feel like there was chaos around me. You do that by being disciplined and organized. You know, I used to keep my, my uh, Star Wars figures like perfectly placed in, you know, and, and if anybody moved anything, I would know. And I always wondered why. And so there's, I read a book once that called somebody like, like that um, perfectly dysfunctional because, and by the way, everybody I know is who's successful as an entrepreneur has some sense of perfectly dysfunctional behavior because something makes us be able to see things other people don't see. It is an attention to detail. It is for me partially also, maybe you can relate a sense of you really want to make people happy. Like you really want to deliver, like you don't want to fail, you know? Uh, and you're familiar with, you know, you know, part of our, our, our standard um, um, thought process and, and, and what we bring to, 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 um, to work every day with us is um, proceeding uh, uh, and, and designing the process, okay, around limiting our opportunity to fail, right? So when, when we're working on a project and we're coming up with a work plan and we're going to figure out how we're going to do this, right? We're going to structure it in a fashion, okay, where we don't set, our, set ourselves up for failure and right. we manage the risk associated with, you know, that. And, and you're familiar with the, our process where uh, very uniquely in, in, in the fire protection systems world, we build all of our systems, okay, in a lab, you know, in our office, and we make them work here, okay? And we test them here before we ship them to the field, you know? And, and again, limiting the opportunity to fail, you know, where all of the remote enclosures or transponders are next to each other, six inches away. In the field, they might be 10 floors above or below or, you know, 400 feet away. So you can understand the efficiency in being able to take one step Okay, and see what's happening in this enclosure and what's happening in this enclosure, um, and you know, testing that 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 platform uh, where we have an unlimited supply of of uh, parts and pieces. Uh, um, we have uh, um, connectivity with technical support and the collegial uh, um, team that we have here. You know, when something isn't right, you know, you can reach out and grab somebody else and say. Um, hey, what, 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 take a look at this, you know, or what do you think about this? So um, versus, you know, trying to deploy, you know, do that in the field, uh, just setting yourself, setting yourself up for failure. How much time? I mean, I'm thinking, and I, I've, I've been in, I've been in rooms with you for, for um, days in a row, you know, many years ago, we used to work together. Um, thinking about processes and workflows and like reverse engineering existing problems or just saying look what got us here isn't going to get us there we need to do it differently now and yep. taking the time to stop and that that to me goes back to its commitment it's um it's attention to detail it's like the forethought and it is like seeing the things that other people don't see and assessing the risk like what's the risk it's the opportunity cost what's the risk of not doing what we're about to do which is Let's sit in a room for three days and figure out how a new piece of software is going to change the company for X amount of years to come. 
But how is that even going to happen? It's because we're going to be able to deliver a better service to our customers. They're going to have more certainty, more trust, and more confidence in us, which builds that long-term relationship. None of that you've done by accident. You've That's all been things that you've thought about ahead of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always, you know, um, you know, from, from AutoCAD, you know, start with Excel, right? Lotus one, two, three. Um, that, that's how you know how old we are, right? <laughs> but um, I resemble I, that remark. I, I've always made an investment. I always figured that, you know, to understand the tools. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know how many people understand that the concatenate function in, in the Excel, but, you know, you know, you have to spend some time with it. And I do things with Excel that, you know, um, uh, you know, our team, and when, when I share it with our team, they're like, wow, I can't believe that you just did that. You know, um, you know, the, um, you know, the, something as simple as a mail merge, okay, to print wire markers for a project, you know, and uh, I think we have like 4,000 different connections. And I worked with uh, 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 Barney uh, to, to um, kind of format it and get it right. And, and then we outputted it. And uh, he was like, man, that is just so amazing and so efficient. You know, and, and same thing. I mean, we, we've improved the, 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 um, the capabilities. But when I started with AutoCAD, I don't know, in, I don't know, whenever, uh, I, I started with release, release nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was before they actually went to years. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, did, you know, understood it. I had a buddy of mine show me what it was, and then I got into it. And, and then I came up with the, the automated block, right? And you were familiar with this because you were placing those automated blocks. Yeah. Um, but it had data attributes. Okay. And then what we did is we took the, the data attributes out into Excel, we auto completed, and then we pushed the data back in to address all of the devices. Another person who doesn't understand DDE and, and how that works would actually click on the, the icon or the, the device and then type the address in and then go to the next one and type the address in. So, uh, the time if, that takes. Uh, it's I know, mean, huge. You're touching on so many good things. By the way, I have to, we have to remember people are going to watch this who don't have any idea who or what a Barney is. <laughs> uh, Mike Fisher, one of our senior PMs. He's another fireman that uh, I met Chris initially in the fire department. And there's another guy, Mike, who looks like Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. And so at the firehouse, they called him, maybe it was even before the firehouse, but he's, he's Barney. And he works for you if he works for Chris. And uh, um, it's funny because his mindset is in alignment with your mindset, which is one of the reasons that so many of the people that work in, 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 uh, in your company that have been there for so long have been there for so long because you have a certain belief system, right? And it's, it's not for everybody. It's actually not. And that's okay because you're, you're everything you just said, you, if you unpack how much time you spent on that one thing alone, learning and educating so that you could have your company, first of all, have yourself reach your potential, but also have your company reach its potential. This is, I've watched you over the years. If we're going to, I'm making this up. Let's say you're going to get a new lock for the front door that has some electronics in it. You'll reverse engineer that whole entire thing. Not because you care about how every little piece works, because how can we best use it? I need to know so that um, we can leverage this, you know, maybe save time, be more efficient. 
that's an important point that that a lot of people watching this need to understand whether you're starting out in business or you've been in business for 30 years if you want to reach your potential like you've got to continue educating yourself you can't get stale you can't get on a treadmill every day and you're the owner it starts with you like that's where the energy comes from and like i said that's right that's not for everybody a lot of people have come and gone in your company same with me because the alignment in the belief system isn't the same right i mean and and, and you get it so it, it my thought process is everybody sells a smoke detector, right? Um, there are, I mean, 10 Siemens distributors, you know, in, in our area, right? But what we really by culture, corporate culture, is we take that smoke detector from the manufacturer and get it installed on the ceiling, okay, in a facility, uh, Smooth, seamless, efficient, um, and 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 uh, again, you know, limiting the opportunity to fail, um, and that's why that's why we're successful. That's why our partners, our, our clients, okay, will actually pay a premium for us because they know that it's going to be less expensive for them on the labor side moving forward. And that's part of well, I I believe that's part of your. Um, sales process, right? And, and even sales for you, it's not even the word is like the wrong word. When you're, when you're connecting with and, and you're getting to know somebody new who's going who's gonna to hopefully trust you and, and work with you, that comes through just naturally in the conversation because that's who you are. Let's put that gun away. That, that's, who, that, that's who you are, um, right? That's, and I, I have to keep going back to it. You, you, it's, it's who you've always been, right? It's, it's such an attention to detail and quality and process and workflow that how else, I mean, we, you, you and I both know, we look at other businesses that are in the same industry and you're like, how are they even in business? Look at how they left these people or, or they didn't follow up or, um, you know, they did the job, you know, halfway. Um, I mean, you could think of all these, or even the way the contract looks like, really, this is how you, this is how you write a, an executive summary to somebody, you know, and, and <laughs> with you, all of those things, are meticulous and I've seen you put in days while looking at a, a proposal over and over and over to make sure every period, every comma, every formatting, like that's part of the, the, the brand of Chris Kelly, which is the brand of your company. And that's what people are getting. So when you say how you, you build everything in the lab and you bring it out to this field so that it's smoother, I mean, nothing else even comes into your mind. How else would you do it? Right. But I mean, and people, even though I've shared some of these processes, you know, people still haven't kind of bought into it, you know, I mean, so that people in the dynamic, business or people that, are customers, uh, just customers and, 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 and my peers, you know, my, yeah. my uh, other uh, Siemens value added partners. I'm like, they do it we do it this way. Uh, so at our sales meeting uh, at our summit, they have uh, um, an owner's um, session and uh, they get different guys to talk about different things. And I've presented, I don't know, a bunch of different times, you know, and these people are like, what? You know, like for- you do it that the, way? Like, like, and really? like, does that work? They can't see it. Like, so like for labeling, uh, you know, all of our devices are addressable. So it has an address, it's three octets, right? Um, in our AutoCAD drawing, right? We place all of those addresses in the drawing. 
And then what we do is we take them out of the drawing, we mail merge and we print them, okay, on laser labels, polyester labels, uh, 25 to a sheet, right? Right. And, and we print them three times. One goes on the back of the device, one goes on the front of the device, one goes on the outside box. I explain this to everybody. So not only are we only printing the addresses that we need, right? There's folks that are doing it with a, a P-touch, you know, and there's a guy that goes 1.220.11, okay, print, pick the thing apart, put the label on the device. And you're like, think about that time. Uh, you can't get that time back. You can't get that time back. That's you know? a waste. But, but again, you know, think about how much that cost is. It's okay. Now that now we got this is where it really this is this is it. Like this is the crux of it. That time can be used for anything. It could be used to market, it could be used to grow the business, it could be used to improve customer service. Why is it no, not why is it? If we recognize that most people, it's true, even even people who are in business who have lifestyle businesses who just get to a certain point and they're good, they don't want to keep growing, they don't see that. But you see it. Well, I think that from from my standpoint, you know, obviously, you know, uh, we've scaled specialized to, I don't know, we are 12 million. Um, but as, as, as a business owner, uh, but as a business owner um, and, and, and my relationship with with my team here, you know, as, as everybody gets older and they buy houses and, and, and they build families. OK, that's that's the only reason why we're 12 million. You know, I mean, I, my, my salary really hasn't changed. You know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable and, 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 and I have just about everything that I need, but it's about, um, you know, taking care of your people that take care of you and, 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 and supporting and paying it forward for um, your team, you know? Do you feel a sense that they're, they're like your family and you almost feel obligated to, to make sure that they're okay? Yeah. 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 Listen, I don't have any children, but I got 39. Yeah. Isn't that, that's a good feeling, right? Because somebody said to me once, well, it must feel good to sign all those paychecks. I said, first of all, nobody signs paychecks. <laughs> that's a long time ago. I said, but more importantly, what feels good is knowing that we all as a unit are able to keep the company going, keep the company growing. Right. And just as much as I'm able to have my health insurance and have a home and have a life as are all the people that work in my company, it, it's like everybody's got to do their part. It's a family. And, and I take great pride, which like you just said, I take great pride in like, wow, built the company from nothing. Here we are. We're still going, but I don't need any more than I have. I mean, certainly keep it coming, but it's, it's about giving back now. It's like, how much can you give back and how much can you help other people? And what's your real calling and what, what's your service really as a human being? And you just hit the nail on the head of the, our work family, I call it. Yeah. It's about them. I mean, well, I mean it make everybody yeah. happy all the time, but there's, yeah. there's a balance. There, there, there is. But at, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, uh, you know, uh, our EVP here, Steve Dorenzo has been with me 23 years. Right out of college. Right out of college. Uh, John Santala, 24, 23. Amazing. You know, uh, long-term. I mean, we have a, a, a great, um, uh, a great team. And, and again, it's the corporate culture. I think that, 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 you know, you respect everyone. Um, you know, we, we try to keep, uh, 
everyone happy to the extent that we can. You know, um, I think you were part of the solution when uh, our medical uh, increased like 20% or something like that. And, you know, uh, our, our, our agent was like, all right, well, we'll move to this. And I said, no, no, we're not going to move to that because uh, I didn't want it. it was 2008 or 2009. I didn't di want to disrupt, you know, everyone's, um, you know, lifestyle and have to go out and find another pediatrician or find another doctor that wasn't in program, you know. It's important. Like those are things that you got to think about, right? And, and and it's not. I mean, you can't do wrong by people, and, and that's one of the things that I've. Um, we should talk about that too. You know, it's there. There are times, and I've known you for a long time. And there are times I've, I've, and and we didn't point out early, early on. I think I might have been one of your first employees, like when you first, yeah, went on your own. But um, oh, actually, let's come back to this. I, I want to talk about when you went on your own. We'll come back to my story later. I want to talk about when you went on your own because I, I know that there's a lot of value in you. You left that, you were at uh, AGL, but at, at a certain point, you ended up working for a you know, decent size um, alarm, fire alarm company. What, what, what would you call Northern? Uh, so, um, uh, while I was at AGL, um, Maxwell House Coffee was one of my clients and I sold them 40 uh, Scott Air Packs. Um, back in the day, they were probably 1500 bucks. Now I think we're up to like 4,000 for a, by the way, anybody who's watching this, that's like, you see a firefighter, they put the pack on their back, they put the mask on their face. That's what Chris is talking about. Um, and, uh, uh, Northern fire and safety was the Scott air pack distributor. So I drive up there with a rack body and, uh, to pick up the air packs that I sold, which apparently I, you know, I was a kid and I didn't really appreciate that it was like a $60,000 order <laughs> unheard of, you know, in the that's a long uh, time ago. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And they said, Oh, they're not going to fit. I said, no, no, stack them this way. And they'll all fit. And they all did. Yeah. Uh, and two days later, I get a call from the owner of Northern fire and safety offering me, offering me a position. You were there for a long time at that, after that, that was a fork uh, in the road. You made a decision. You went there. Uh, 22 when I started there, I was with them for 11 years. So and I, started I remember, I remember at the time I knew you, if we, uh, I remember when you were contemplating leaving, I remember you telling me stories or just, or, or expressing to me, um, just things that were on your mind about, about making that decision. You made it and don't sit here and tell me you didn't have any fear that right? you were a little, there was, there had to be something. So you pushed through it, right? Cause it's uncertainty, right? So well, the, the, the uncertainty was, um, uh, well, you know, I, I had a very good relationship with the owner, right? Um, principally, the reason why I left is because he was going to semi-retire and another gentleman was going to, um, uh, uh, you know, lead the company. Um, and, you know, at, at, at that point, you know, I had a very, um, uh, a very unique um, uh compensation program yeah uh but the new manager wanted to interfere with that program you were doing well yeah and you earned every bit of it you created that oh yeah well well at the time one of my biggest clients was letterly laboratories in pearl river new york and when i started with northern fire um, we did two systems there and when i uh, left Northern Fire, 
I actually, with the, the owner's uh, blessing, I took my three biggest accounts because he knew that they were going with me anyway. Anyway, so yeah. the, 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 the that's with the trust and the confidence. I mean, they, the relationship you have with them was so, uh, it was so deep and they just knew that you, you get the job done no matter what. And even though you were going on your own, they could, they could take that chance on you and rely on you because they knew you wouldn't let them down. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I, I when I left Northern Fire, uh, uh, we had 168 systems at that one campus. So uh, I, I I grew that that relationship, you know, um, and 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 at one point, you know, it was 90% of our business, and I recognized from the previous experience with my dad's printing company that that's no good, and that's why we diversified, you know, and and. You know, uh, you know, even from the other uh, client was a defense contractor out on Long Island. You were part of part of that. Uh, I remember. Yeah. And uh, obviously, you know, defense contracting changed. You know, it used to be, you know, all over Long Island. But my point is, is that, you know, understand in business. Right. You know, uh, um, look at your risk management. OK. Um, you know, we got into transportation, you know, with the, we work at all of the New York airports now. Um, you know, uh, we got into the, the large data center, uh, mission critical world. Okay. Uh, we are now into the uh, medical uh, healthcare uh, world. So we've, we've, we've focused on diversification into as many silos as we can. You know, I, I had a, I had a, something that, that popped into my head when you mentioned letterly and I just got a, the memory. I mean, this is about 20, it's got to be 20 something years ago. It's a long time ago when you, when you first went and did that. I remember, I think we had like a 24 foot ladder or something. Remember how high those ceilings were when we had to do those inspections? I remember, I mean, I was high up and I'm, I'm, I was never good at, at doing what you do in your business. You know, and you, you were generous enough to give me an opportunity to, to work with you when you first started out. But I remember being on top of a ladder and I mean, I was up, I, you were like a little dot down in the ground. And, and uh, you're like, would you hurry up? It's time for lunch. Would you get this done already? <laughs> I mean, you'd be funny, busting my chops. And I'm like, I'm on a ladder, like barely hanging on. And you're like, please, we're hungry. Come on, let's go. <laughs> I, I, I think the, uh, the, 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 and I use the, uh, the, the, the re uh, reference when you used to uh, refer to my, uh, my New York City walk when you were trying to keep up with the ladder and the tool bag. The ladder, the tools, the helmet, like, would you slow down? Jeez, I can't keep up with you. Walking through, um, that wasn't literally, that was the uh, the pharmaceutical company in New York. Yeah, that was uh, that was the 100 group at, at literally, well, Wyeth it was. Pfizer, uh, Wyeth, before it was it Pfizer, became, yeah. Started as literally, became Wyeth Arist, Yeah, and then uh, Pfizer ultimately. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, walking around that complex, it was like walking city blocks inside one building. It, it was, if you've never been inside a pharmaceutical company like that, it's mind blowing. It's really it amazing. Funny, um, I guess uh, um, the, uh, I guess it's a Netflix. Um, uh, oh gosh. The Raymond Reddington is the character. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm watching it and I, I stopped for a second and I like rewound it. They actually film uh, at that facility. But did they really? And I, I'm like, oh, that's the 100 it. group, uh, building 112, uh, yeah. floor two. Yeah. Oh, I put that detector in. 
that pull station right there. And, and there's I think a, it's and still there's broken right there. <laughs> but it was so funny how like you know how familiar it was. Yep, we spent a lot of time there. But you know, and that that's an interesting point in time. So we've kind of taken it through a little bit, of just how it was when you were a kid, a little bit of getting through um, college to how you got into business. Um, there was a fork in the road. You took it. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it's, it's by no luck that you are where you are and what you have, what you have, you, you could have continued working for, for Northern. You made a decision to go a different direction, which wasn't Northern. You went a different direction and you, you took a risk. Um, as much as managing risk is a core part of your business. In fact, everybody's business, you, you, weighed the risk. You thought about what's the worst that can go wrong. Okay, fine. I'll just go back and get a job somewhere else. Like I'm capable of generating revenue. I'm, I'm good at this. You took the risk. And then when you went and did it, everything that you have, all these, these, um, the grit, the determination, all these things, right? Every bit of it came into play because it wouldn't have been possible to build your company. If in the beginning, there was some sort of clock on the wall and you were worried about what time it was, what day of the week it was, you went, you went all in. I mean, hard, hardcore. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I mean, you were part of that. Um, I remember. Yeah. Initial, but you know, I would, you know, uh, you know, I was the chief cook and bottle washer, you know, and, and I think one of the values I think and in, in, in why, you know, and I guess what we're really talking about is leadership, right? Um, you know, never ask someone to do something that you wouldn't or couldn't do yourself. Um, and, and, and for me, I think that that my relationship with with my team here is, um, you know, uh, my one of the operations guys can say, hey, you know, can you take a look at this or what do you think of this? But I can sit down with the AutoCAD engineering guys and be like, what are we doing with this? You know, how about this? You know, um, and, and, and I can talk with my sales team about, you know, maybe, a, you know, a strategy, you know, with a different client. I can talk with the, you know, Steve and, and my management team about, um, you know, where are we, you know, can, how can we make our uh, ARAP solution better? Um, you know, you were part, I think, of, of our, uh, when we selected uh, computeries as our ERP solution. Yeah, I think there's been, it's, well, been, we cool to, it's been cool to watch you evolve over the years. Like, cause I mean, obviously I, I saw you when you started this and I've watched you evolve over the years. Um, there's something that I, I think it would be cool if you, if you hold a, a you know, some version of the, of the story of how you got through 2008 when the market was tanking, when the construction and company business, you know, your business is in large part, um, it's a result of, of construction happening. And it's not just the service. I mean, your large projects so the, it's all the data centers you get, you're building uh, or working on. It's contingent or dependent upon other projects moving forward. 2008, things came to a halt. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I can visually remember, because I was still there with you. I can visually remember, I could see in my mind right now, I can see you calm as a cucumber. You used to walk down from upstairs, walk up and down all day. You'd go, you know, take a breather out in the back, get some fresh air, go back upstairs. And I didn't know what you were up to. Like nobody really knew, but you were up to something and you were moving something forward and you, you got the company through that. Well, uh, I, everybody did, I should say, but you, you, you led and made certain things happen. Well, I mean, I, you, so first what we did is uh, senior management team 
took a 10% pay cut, right? Um, so no one else took a pay cut, so we can serve. Um, my CFO at the time insisted that we had a cut, cut, cut. And uh, I uh, said, no, we have to sell, sell, sell. Um, and, uh, you know, we were very aggressive um, and just didn't take no for an answer. Um, and, and we were able to secure, you know, the Project Alpha, which is a, a huge data center. Uh, and we were able to secure Morgan Stanley, which uh, got us out of the, um, you know, got us out of those those days. And and several months later, we were able to repatriate uh, the 10% that, 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 that we held back. Uh, but also at the time, if you recall, we changed the, we went to suits, right? Yeah. And that was a marketing thing, you know, because we wanted to communicate quality, you know, and, and just, you know, wearing a suit and a tie changes, elevates you in, in, in everyone's um, focus, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember you would come in. Uh, so by the way, first of all, it's funny because the CFO was me <laughs> and, uh, and, but this is something that came in handy for me years later. And I've told Chris many times that um, it's, it's, it's been, it was one of the most valuable lessons that I ever learned. Um, you can only cut expenses so far. I mean, there's a limit to it. The, what you have real c control over and influence over is broadening your network, meeting new people, uh, increasing the awareness so that you can get more, you can get more business, develop more business. And when I went into Chris's office and I said to him, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say what we were talking about, but there was a, a certain expense that was a large expense every month. And I, I was like, you know, I knew within limits, I could say something without, you know, overstepping my, my boundaries. And I pointed out this one large expense and he pointed out to me, this is our biggest marketing expense. This is where I meet most of the people. And it turned out that what Chris just uh, talked about, the two uh, deals that, that he was able to secure, they did happen because he, he, he invested so much time and money into developing relationships um, through meals and entertainment, which I can tell you for me in business is how I've gotten mo most of the relationships I have have come through not you know formal sales. It's, it's through meeting people and developing business. It takes time and, and it's and have to be meaningful friendships you develop. And so when I went into Chris and said, we need to cut these costs. And he looked at me and basically was like, ah, I don't think so. Uh, it was, he knew something I didn't know at the time. And you know, fast forward all these years later, we were in, uh, well, last year was COVID. I mean, we're still in COVID, but when this hit, I actually thought about that and I'm running my own multi-million dollar company. I'm thinking to myself, okay, we have to cut expenses. I mean, it's just, it's just prudent to do. Let's just, let's make sure we aren't overspending, but we need to spend the next year 10xing our effort to increase our, our business, like to increase sales, increase top line. And how do you do that? More marketing more search engine optimization, more going out and meeting with people. Oh, wait, we can't do that during COVID. So now it's more phone calls. And um, it was a very valuable lesson I learned when you said that to me that day. And, um, and it, it'll, I, I actually tell that to a lot of people who I know now who are in business and especially when COVID hit, I've heard people say, we got to reduce expenses. Mm, you do, but what you need to do is invest more in technology <laughs> because right now, if you can't communicate, you got a problem. You know, well, I mean, listen, uh, and, and um, I mean, we've been, we, you know, uh, is this like CNBC when we have to have like a little full disclosure thing? Um, no, so, I can just cut uh, this part out. I, so whatever you say, I might just what I might just I might just edit it out. Go ahead. Um, but uh, Mindcore has uh, has been our IT uh, 
um, cloud solutions uh, for 15 years. It's been since I since I left your company to start my own. Right. But it's a long time, long time ago. You guys, you guys were right, my one of my ago. first customers. <laughs> exactly. Um, and 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 you know uh, again you know early adopter um, you know Matt and I uh, worked closely together. But I mean when when COVID actually came around uh, and everyone was scrambling you know to to get their people to work, we didn't have anything to do. Right. And as a matter of fact, we had just made a big investment in going to the, the, the new um, platform. Right. You've always been somebody. And this is another important point. This is this. I told this is going to be a, a great conversation today. There's a lot of information to take away. You've always been somebody who in I mean, essentially, you're in the construction business, but you're not. I mean, you're you're a vendor that that provides a, um, a necessary service like by law. And it's a highly valuable, uh, extremely important life safety service. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're, you've always used technology to be ahead of everybody else in your industry. I, I mean, from the beginning, you had a Palm Pilot before anybody had Palm Pilots. I mean, and so what you just said is, oh, pause a sec. It says internet unstable. Hold on. Can you still see me? Yep. Hold on. Thanks. What you just said is, I mean, everybody needs to take that to heart. It's, 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 it's 10 times more, 100 times more important now than it was 20 years ago. Like whatever business you're in, your technology investment is, is equally as important as your marketing and sales investment. Like you can bring all the business in the world in. If you can't communicate with your customers and, or you can't like use your systems or you can't make a phone call, you got a problem. Well, I mean, you know? And, and, you know, obviously, you know, we just, um, you know, implemented Teams, right? And, I mean, it's, and, it's cutting edge. And I, well, and I really, you know, um, our, our in-house uh, director of operations, Sean was kind of, who was basically somewhat risk adverse, you know, was like, oh, no, no, we got to slow this down. And I'm like, no, 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 we got to speed this up. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I jumped in and I watched, a, a, you know, a bunch of videos and, and, and did a bunch of research. And, and I just started working with teams and, and looking at the apps, the add-ins, and, and trying to figure it out. Endless. Right? So much opportunity. I mean, there's so much opportunity. You brought up, we're, we have, I have two more questions for you. One is, how has risk played a role? I know we know you took a risk t- taking a fork in the road, but along the way, you've been given the opportunity to take risks day after day, year after year, to grow the business or potentially not take risks out of fear of what could happen. You're more of a risk taker, calculated risk taker that does the research. Okay. You don't, I mean, there's nothing. um, I mean, you'll go to all ends of the earth. I know, I know you to, to get all your data, but how important is taking risk to growing a company? Oh, I think you said calculated risk, right? Um, You know, and, and, and uh, you know, if you have all of the, 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 you know, if you have the process, okay, you know, that's mitigating the risk. You know, if you have the right systems and, 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 and the right infrastructure, that's mitigating the risk. So, in, but in, so in our world and part of the COVID thing is, is that, so we're working on a, a new terminal at Newark Airport. We're working on several terminals at LaGuardia. All of those construction projects continued. You know, uh, we have several healthcare projects that continued. You know, 
So in, in, in that world, you know, uh, we were very fortunate, okay, to not really have any deflection, you know, in, in, in our revenue stream, you know. The other side, and, and, and I, you know, folks need to understand that we're not only construction people, but we also provide inspection and test agreements for all of the systems that we install. So at a, at a certain point, you know, we do have a, a continued revenue stream, okay, that, that we kind of call keeping the lights on. Uh, and, and, and we use that um, to, to offset some of the expenses, the internal expenses, so that we can be more competitive in, right. in, in the construction side of things. And also the advisory services. I mean, you're in that business, but the professional services, the advice, the guidance, the, you know, the, the expertise, I mean, people rely on you oh. I mean, extensively for that. Yeah. Yep. You know, because yep. it can go all different ways, but you, 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 you're still a trusted advisor. Oh, absolutely. Like everybody, yeah. like any lawyer, you know, or, or doctor. It's uh, we, we, you know, get calls all the time from, you know, professional engineering firms that we work with. Hey, what do you think about this? Or right. I, I guess we, we kind of skipped over. I was a deputy fire official in the city of Garfield for 10 years. My next question, I, I had two questions. That my, my next question is, is really about that. We didn't connect. I know you as the, also as the guy at the, fire, at the firehouse. And I, I've seen the time that you put in outside of building the business. Oh, seeing the time and, you put in. If I really think about when I was the training guy for seven years, the time that I spent on that, if I had actually spent it, you know, on the business. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, at, at the time, you know, when, when, when I first got to Wayne, when I bought my house and I, I got into the fire department, um, you know, I came from Garfield, which is a very busy um city um, based uh, fire department with um, a lot of fires. I mean, you know, and understand that, that uh, when, when I was a firefighter in Garfield, um, it was before fire inspection, right? So we used to have a lot of fires. <laughs> and they were bad and, and they were messy. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and you know how you upset, you know, your entire household is come home at three o'clock in the morning and then shower and the entire shower smells like smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, when we got into the code enforcement and, and New Jersey actually adopted the uniform fire code, um, I can't tell you how many inspections and how many fires we actually prevented because we found something that was going to be a fire, you know? Yeah. And wow, does that tie back to business, right? It's, uh, running your business is also the same thing. It's, 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 it's and so that's why I wanted to bring that together. You spent many years in the fire service. I spent many years um, with you in that same fire department in Wayne. And um, the same things you apply to business are the same things you bring to the fire service because Chris is Chris. And I, I got to bring it full circle. I've watched you, um, work, you know, go through from one day into the next, you know, you're on a fire scene, you're, you're in it, you're hands on, you're even when you were, uh, you had gotten up to be a captain, you were never hanging back, you were like, in it, dirty grit. And it's the same thing, like you did, you apply it to everything. And Anybody who's watching this needs to take this away from, from this very successful guy that these things are, are ways of thinking. They're just beliefs. It's just the way, and, and it is part of becoming successful. You can't be lazy and be successful at anything. You got to get I, your hands dirty. I, I think that, you know, uh, as, you know, um, the, the, the simple solutions, right, to complex problems, 
okay? When we're on a roof of a building, okay? If you're not standing next to the edge, it's impossible to fall off. Get away from the edge of the roof. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> um, funny, uh, you know, I got, hold on, I gotta tell you, this. I, I still, I don't, I'll never forget this. I was, we were in a, we were doing salvage and overhaul together at, at a fire and uh, I was doing something with an ax and I was working real hard. I mean, it was like, I was like, oh, dying. And I remember you were like, just take the ax and just hit it right here like this. And I did it. And it was like, that's all I had to do. Nobody ever showed me that in all these years. It, it's, it's, it's that stuff. Like, and so your knowledge, you didn't get that knowledge by accident. You put in years of hard work and dedication and time. I, I, but I, I have to, you know, uh, in Garfield fire, um, I had a bunch of really good guys, uh, including a captain at the time, Turkey. Uh, who was a really good truck guy. And that's where I learned salvage and over. I mean, you learned it in, in, in fire school, but the perfection and, 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 you know, exactly how to get it done uh, was, was done there. But, you know, again, leadership, we talk about it, but, um, you know, never ask somebody to do, listen, when we're on a drill, okay. And it's 90 degrees out or 80 degrees out. If the, the, uh, the team, okay, is wearing bunker pants and a helmet and gloves. Uh, then the officers, okay, need to wear bunker pants, a helmet, and a glove. You know, if we start our drill at seven o'clock, okay, I expect everyone to be in front of the apparatus at seven o'clock, dressed the same way I am. Yeah. You know? So listen, this is it. This is what we're talking about. This is you can you can be in business, but. Today's topic was grit. It was commitment. You listen, I mean, this is what you've been talking about. Every story you're telling, it's, it's weaved in there. If you can hear it, it's the same thing. Yep. And, uh, and that's why I wanted to talk with you about, we could talk about a thousand things, but that topic, if we're going to deliver value to anybody who's trying to do something, it doesn't have to be in business, by the way. It could be going to the gym. It could be trying to lose some weight. It could be uh, in a you know, marriage, whatever. You got to grit doesn't mean just only getting your hands dirty. Literally, it means you got to get in and you got to educate yourself. You got to you got to be in it. You got to be committed to it. And um, it applies to all of these things. And so you could you could not be like that, but don't expect the outcome to be exceptional. Right. If you want an outcome to be exceptional or to reach a goal or to be what you might have envisioned. We hear you today talking about and affirming it takes a lot of work, a lot of time. You don't give up. You push through the fear. You push through um, other people's objections. And that's uh, it's all part of the soup, right? I mean, is there anything else that you can add to that that would be one, um, something that would be most important for somebody to take away if you want to reach some potential, whatever that potential is that you have in your mind? I think, well, you know, um, the, the, uh, I, you know, I think that from the leadership standpoint, you know, we, we covered that kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, you know, our tagline, right, is solutions, not excuses. Um, and, 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 and that, I think, is, 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 is if you want to grab a hold of something, you know, everybody can make an excuse, you know, but it's really about the solution. Go like this. Yeah. Yeah. Corporate salute. Uh, uh, and business life, everything else, you know, um, uh, you know, keep that in mind, you know, you know, uh, you know, focus on the solution. Okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, and, and we, we talked about a little bit, you know, 
worry about things that you have control over, right? Things that are outside of your, 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 your scope. I mean, why would you worry about them? You know, it, it, it doesn't do any good. There's no and purpose. Diverse, diverse programming. What are you worried about? You can't do anything about it anyway. Focus on what you have some, some influence over and then do something, take some action. I think that's a great place to end it. Right. Um, I might have to, uh, there's so many things we didn't cover. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's just so much to unpack with you, man. There's so much experience, but um, if anybody wanted to get in touch with you, is there anything you want? Do you have a LinkedIn page? Somebody could check you out? Uh, yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Okay, so you can look up Chris Kelly on LinkedIn. Company is Specialized Fire, by the way. If you're watching this and if you're in business, and, and uh, I mean, Chris, his company handles, uh, I'm not going to speak for him, but major corporations. Um, I mean, small, medium, and large, but uh, they do a great job. And he mentioned he does Nork, Inter uh, Nork Airport, which is now called something else, uh, Liberty, Liberty, right? Liberty International. International. We work for United Airlines in their leasehold there. Yep. So um, if you have a need, by all means, I mean, this is a guy you want to use. They can do anything um, nationally. They have a, the ability to serve nationally. Yeah. Uh, and, and keep in mind, you know, that, the, you know, we, we didn't really touch on it, but uh, the code changed. And now there's the uh, requirement for uh, what's called ERSS, but emergency radio responders uh, connectivity. So basically our portable radios need to work in an entire building. So uh, that's a system that we also handle now, which is huge, uh, um, a huge part of our business. So a lot of people need that. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that down below. There's going to be a description when this gets um, uh, put out on YouTube. I'm going to put all that down below, put some links to your website. So we'll make sure everybody can reach you. Um, there might be some people watching that, that are actually that need your service. So, so uh, and in additional, in addition to that, there might be people that have questions that have seen how much knowledge you have. So uh, they'll be able to reach you, you know, through that information. Yep. As a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming on today. <laughs> say, say it again. Some of it useless. <laughs> Listen, if we get one good piece, it's all worth it. Okay. One good piece of information. But thanks, man. Thanks for coming on today. Um, and uh, hope you had a good time. Hope you had fun. Well, hanging out with you is always good.